I'm John Bond. Welcome to Move Yourself Happy. Made for fitness enthusiasts who want to make their passion their profession. Are you unhappy in your present job? Are you passionate about health and fitness? Do you want to release your true potential? If the answer is yes, this podcast is for you. I will be teaching you the specific knowledge that every trainer and coach needs to be successful. So listen closely as I share my expertise with you. So just like me, you can love what you do. Welcome back. Now, the last few episodes, I've been talking to you about our strength pyramid, the progression pyramid that we use at Storm Fitness Academy for progressing clients through different phases of training. And the sort of main objective with that pyramid is to tackle the musculoskeletal health and performance of that individual. I want to move on today and talk more about endurance and what better location than to do this than at the top of Motorone, which is a mountain in Italy and it's actually 1,491 meters tall so it's, it's taller than the tallest mountain in Wales which is Snowdon so it's it's pretty tall and it's got a very steep gradient so it's actually a really tough climb and you need a lot of endurance to get up here and cyclists that people that take their cycling very seriously often use the hills here to to train their endurance so you see a lot of cyclists around here and it's, it's just beautiful um you know if you're watching this you can see in the distance there the mountains and Right in the distance there, you can see the snow-capped mountains as well, because that's how high we are, how high up we are, even though this is the middle of the summer. Anyway, so what I want to discuss today is what is endurance, and then how can you program and train your clients to improve their endurance? So let's start there. What is endurance? So endurance is all about exercising or carrying out sport for prolonged periods of time whilst resisting fatigue. So if you think about cycling, swimming, hiking, running, and then even your field sports like rugby, netball, hockey, any of those, where you're constantly having to perform, resist fatigue for prolonged periods of time. So building endurance is great for sports performance, but it's also really good for your health because a side effect of endurance training is improved cardiovascular fitness, which if you look at that from an internal point of view, that means a stronger heart, a more efficient heart, a stronger set of lungs, a more efficient set of lungs. Your entire respiratory system and circulatory system becomes more efficient. So what that typically translates as is longevity. And the type of exercise you need to do to improve those elements of your fitness are the, the sort of exercises that actually reduce your risk of various diseases as well like heart disease type 2 diabetes um, dementia and uh, if you look at some the work of peter atia he's done a lot on, in longevity and health spam and he talks about how you know building endurance and working on your vo2 max which is a very good measurement of aerobic capacity or endurance really um that is linked to not just longevity but this your health span so your health span is more about being able to um have many more years but healthy years so it's not just about living to a ripe old age it's about living good healthy years so building your endurance not only is going to improve your sports performance but it is going to improve your health as well and just for me personally i know when i'm doing activities that relate to endurance i just feel good mentally i really do like getting outside and clocking up the miles whether it's walking cycling you know running 
it just makes me feel mentally good. So there's definitely some mental health benefits there as well. Now, what contributes towards good endurance? Now to simplify this, and I am oversimplifying this, but I think it's, it's probably about as much as you need to know to be a good trainer or a good coach as far as building a client's endurance. It comes down to three things for me. So your VO2 max, your lactate threshold, and your movement efficiency. So we'll talk about all three of those. So the first one, your VO2 max, this is how well you can get oxygen into your body, utilize it and turn it into energy, basically. And if you think about some of the really great endurance athletes out there, you know, think about top level cyclists, runners, um, and uh, cross-country skiers, they will have very, very high levels of VO2 max. So they are able to get that oxygen out of the air and then convert that into energy. They're very, very good at doing that. And some of the, the internal changes that have gone on within their body are things like capillarization, where they've developed more capillaries. Capillaries are microscopic blood vessels that are responsible for gaseous exchange so they'll get oxygen in and they'll get the carbon dioxide out and the more capillaries you have the more effective you are at doing that which obviously translates as better utilization of oxygen so you can work at higher intensities for longer still in your what we call our aerobic zone working aerobically because we're getting the oxygen and using it and um, but to the outside world, it seems like they're working at really high intensity because they're, they're moving so fast. So very, very good doing that. So VO2 max is generally our kind of the universal measurement of your aerobic capacity. So that is one thing that you're definitely gonna wanna build on and improve. And there's various ways to do that. So from an absolute beginner's point of view, and not just beginners, like even elite athletes still do this, is actually just clocking up mileage and time in what we call zone two. So zone two is between 60 and 70% of your maximum heart rate. So you ever do the equation, really easy equation, 220 minus your age, times that by 0.6 um, or, or you know, 0.6 and 0.7, and that's gonna give you 60 to 70% of your heart rate max. Now, training in that zone is gonna feel quite comfortable. You'll be able to talk, um, you're gonna be able to um, think, you know, your breathing rate's gonna be elevated. You could probably you know, sit on a bike doing it and watch Netflix and take in what you're watching. But it's really, really good for strengthening your heart. Lots of good stuff going inside your body. So that's, that's a great way to improve your VO2 max. Now, for the elite level athletes, they'll still do some of this, but they'll need to take it to the next level, which I'll come to. But something to start with is get your clients used to just clocking up time in that zone two. And that is, you know, that they can almost develop the habit that going for walks up hills with friends, um, going for bike rides with friends, going for very light jogs with friends, and just building it into your almost their social life. So you'll be clocking up time and mileage in the process, developing that aerobic system, which is going to translate into developing your, your building your VO2 max. So you can get much better at getting that oxygen in and then turning that into energy. So that's the first thing. By the way, forgive me if I sound tired, because I am. <laughs> this, this walk to get to the top of uh, Motorone was, was tougher than I thought it was. I underestimated. I had a backpack on, filled with, we took so much water because we were worried about getting dehydrated and food. Um, I am exhausted, but I do still love talking about this stuff. So anyway, um, now to take things to that next level, you can also do some really hard VO2 max workouts where there was a particular workout I used to get the Albion players to do um, back in I think it was 2006 when I, I spent a season 
working with season a bit working with them under dean wilkins as their sports scientist and i did some research and i found a a drill that they were using at the time i think it was arsenal at the time that were using it i was like right if it's good enough for arsenal it's good enough for brighton and i took it to the gaffer at the time and said look there's this really good drill um, it promises to improve VO2 max in six weeks by 10%. So I'm like, cool, that sounds like a good number, good good pitch. Um, so he was like, yeah, great, let's do it. So what we did at the time was we, we incorporated it into pre-season training, but we also used to get the players to do it that were on the bench during a game. So when, when the players would have a game, a game's almost like a training session because it's, it's interval based, they're getting exercise, but the guys that would sit on the bench and miss the entire game, they've kind of missed out on a training session. So we would get them to stay behind afterwards and, and, and train. So uh, that's what we did. Now, this is the drill. So the drill is four minutes at 90 to 95% of your maximum heart rate and broken up with three minutes at 60 to 70% of your maximum heart rate four times. So we'd warm them up and then they would do these four intervals and um, you might know them as cruise intervals because they're quite long four minutes at keeping that heart rate high it's horrible um i i got a sub 5k sub 20 minute 5k by doing these drills on a on a treadmill and uh it's wonderful for improving your vo2 max but it is very very hard so just to make that clear so if you're somebody that's got a really good foundation of endurance aerobic fitness you want to take things to the next level then four minutes 90 to 95 percent of your max three minutes 60 to 7 percent repeat four times or you know in total four times it's a really good workout and um, so that that's a really good drill you can do now you might be thinking well that's 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 a high intensity that's that's not that's not aerobic but don't forget what you're doing is you're challenging your aerobic system so your aerobic system is trying to keep up it's trying to give you enough energy to sustain that intensity so it's, it's getting worked very very hard and then during the rest periods it's working really hard to to pay off what we call the oxygen debt so it's it's you know it's um clearing out lactate it's um you know repairing getting you ready for the next interval so really really challenging workout for the aerobic system that so that's what you can do so there's various things you can do to uh, to work your vo2 max so you, by all means do a bit of googling and um, find some some drills but you definitely want to be working your VO2 max if you want to improve your endurance. Now, the second one is lactate threshold. So when we start exercising, there becomes a point where the aerobic system struggling to do the work. So then our lactate system kicks in and the, the, the byproduct, byproduct of that energy system is lactate. And when lactate builds up in the blood, it increases the acidosis of the blood, uh, which basically means it's very difficult for your protein filaments to, to contract efficiently. So what happens is we slow down. <laughs> we, we can't sustain that, that intensity of exercise, so we slow down. Now, if you train at and around what your lactate threshold is, so you're, you're building up lactate on purpose, but you're holding it just at about that, that cusp where your body's able to clear it, you can keep going, then you get better at clearing lactate. So your lactate threshold increases we call it your buffering capacity. You improve your buffering capacity for lactate. So that's something really good. Now, the intensity you do this at is an intensity that we call comfortably hard. So it's where you can sustain a run. You can keep going. You can keep going on the bike, whatever it is you're doing, but it's hard. It's, it's comfortably hard. So that's, that's a very sort of crude measurement of it. A lot of people, it works out around 85% of your maximum heart rate. Um, so it's, you know, it's not red zoning. You're not in the red zone, but it's 
it is challenging. So you can you can certainly do that. You can do very, very long intervals of that. So you could do 15 minutes of, of that sort of intensity, 85% of your max, few minutes rest and repeat. And so that's something you can do. Or you can just a longer one, you know, 30, 40 minutes, just riding it out on your bike, running, whatever it is. But lactate threshold, anything where you're just at and around that point where the lactate's building up, you're just about okay to clear it, you're gonna get better at at clearing it, your buffering capacity is going to get better. Now I mentioned obviously that's a, a physiological thing that's going on there, improving your lactate clearing, but the other thing actually that you do build up is your your subjective tolerance to discomfort. And that's something, I mean, you look at some of the CrossFitters there at the moment, they just, they just seem to be comfortable being uncomfortable, don't they? So they can tolerate very hu huge amounts of discomfort lactate flooding their muscles and they can just keep going so you will develop that as well that sort of mental toughness now the third thing i mentioned was movement movement efficiency so whatever your sport is you could probably relate to that running efficiency um, cycling efficiency sometimes you'll hear it called running economy and that tends to be a combination of things um, so one of those things is going to be actually is going to be your body composition so if you're trying to improve your endurance but you're very heavy you're very overweight or even obese it's going to be tough so something you can do is if you kept everything else the same your vo2 max stays the same your um your lactate threshold stays the same but you lose some unwanted pounds of body fat your endurance improves it's simple <laughs> well it's not simple is it it's quite hard doing it i find it very hard <laughs> but you don't have to worry about all these other physiological changes you just need to lose the unwanted body fat and you are going to improve your endurance. So trying to get the right body composition for your activity, your sport is obviously gonna be very helpful. And improving your technique. So if you're somebody that, you know, I run in barefoot um, running shoes, so I've got the Vivo barefoot, so I've got them on today, I've you know, gone, gone up a mountain in these. And so my technique has to change slightly because it's much more of a, a ball of the foot strike. When I'm running and um, you know certainly long distances, I need to make sure I do that ball of the foot strike. So I would I used to think about that when I ran, and, and now it's you know a natural thing. So if you know that you're somebody that's got a bit of an odd running gait, your 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 technique could be better. Spending time just working on how you run is going to improve your your running efficiency, your running economy, movement efficiency, whatever you want to call it. That's going to get better you're gonna get better endurance. Like I've seen people go past me in races and it just looks like they're just gliding, they're just making it look easy. And that's because they're just not, their technique's so good, they're not using up as much energy as me. And I'm sort of <laughs> mussing along like, a, like an old rhino and they're, and they're just gliding. So definitely getting better at what you do. And again, I'm using CrossFit as an example because they just, they, they, they study this stuff so, so well, they're so tactical with what they do. When they're doing their wads, they work out the most efficient way to execute a wad. So they don't use up unwanted energy. Uh, even things like the Olympic lifts, they get very, very good at throwing a big heavy bar above their head. And, and, and obviously, yes, they're very, very strong. They've, they've worked on you know, that as well, but they're, their mechanics, their movement mechanics are so good as well. So there we go. I'm not gonna go on too long today because as I said, I'm extremely tired, <laughs> struggling to, to think. And that actually, while we're on that, um, I will tell you a little story about when I was at the Albion and one of my jobs there was to download all the heart rate data and determine whether players were working hard enough during the, the training sessions but then on the sessions where actually they're supposed to be learning and it's a very technical, tactical session, are they working too hard? And some of the research I did at the time found that if your blood lactate levels are elevated quite high, 
it affects your cognitive cognitive abilities so thinking and you'll know this anyway like if you ever do an intense session someone asks you a question you're like I, I don't know I, don't, I can't think like that at the moment it's very very hard the harder you work the more intensely you work the harder it is to think uh, and make decisions so if you're somebody that is trying to improve your movement efficiency and get better technique you don't want to be doing that at very high intensities you want to be doing that at lower intensities either short duration or if it's going to be a longer duration very low intensity because you need to be very switched on very focused very alert thinking you know well to be able to to actually improve Otherwise, you're just, you know, you're gonna, your arms are going to be flailing. Whatever you're doing, you're going to be all over the shop because you're, you're knackered. So bear that in mind as well. Okay, so just to recap, we really want to work in endurance because it's going to have a great carryover into sports performance. It's going to have a wonderful carryover into improving your, your health, your longevity, your health span. So how many years you have of, of just being healthy and free from disease and illness, etc. There's three things that you want to get your clients to work on to improve their endurance. Number one, VO2 max. Get them clocking up mileage, time in zone two, love zone two training. There's a very good argument to say actually you could spend your whole life just doing zone two training and that's all you need for health really. Um, from, from a a heart from a circulatory and respiratory point of view that's probably what we need to do um, but also those vo2 max workouts are phenomenal for taking you to that next level lactate threshold training make sure that you just get some workouts in where you sit at and around where it's comfortably hard so you know you can keep going but it, you don't really want to it's tough and you know your your blood lactate is rising and it's it's, it's it's sitting there elevated but you're just about able to clear it that's going to improve your buffering capacity your subjective tolerance to lactate buildup and discomfort and then thirdly work on your technique work on your movement efficiency don't waste energy in places you don't need to be wasting it and get rid of the excess baggage <laughs> don't be carrying fat that doesn't need to be there that's going to get in the that's going to affect your performance and um slow you down you know and add, add add intensity to your workouts and to your training and to your sport and to your activities i had today with my backpack probably had 15 kilos of weight on my back it would have been easier if, if i'd lost 15 kilos of fat <laughs> to replace it anyway i'm having a lovely time i'm on holiday so there we go look at that Right, I'm going to go because I've got to get down off this mountain now and it took a long time to get up here, so I expect it's going to take a long time to get back. Hope you enjoyed that. See you soon. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, something you can do for me is subscribe to my show. And if you know anyone else that might be interested in this content, then please share it with them too. You can also head over to our socials and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. But if you're ready to take that next step, visit our website, www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk, fill out a contact form, that'll come straight to me. I will contact you shortly afterwards, and I look forward to speaking to you then.